This is an Area Code podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Tea, the place for delightful conversations about tough topics. It's your girl, Portia. And Jasmine, hi. <laughs> the, you see, the dramatic delay <laughs> intro. I should have did. It's me. <laughs> I'm pity at it. I know. It was good. I so I'm recording this after school, so I have like two brain cells left. Um, <laughs> my last class is my rowdiest class. It is 14 mm-hmm. eighth graders who are just full of energy in life. Full oh, of, I know. Full of life and energy. Uh, I sent two <laughs> of the boys out into the hallway because they were just being so loud. And then they came back and they were like, "I'm just so confused. Like, why did you send us outside?" Like, are you are you serious? Like, are you like they will gaslight a girl? You're like, wow, like they seem so innocent. Like, I guess I just overreacted, and then the whole class is like, no, you did not overreact. We were all here, right? <laughs> well, I have been. I, well, I'm gonna make sure I don't take up too much of your time today because I know you probably tired, girl. If I wasn't yeah, talking okay. to you on this podcast, I'd be on the phone with you, yapping my head off. So, may well hit record. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> well, I have been lounging more today. I good. Yes. I, I would, really wasn't feeling good today. And so just trying to pace myself because I'm not good at that. I'm not very good at, That's you know. shocking information to me. Whatever. Whatever. Wow. All of my friends, like you and everybody, they're always like, you know, I know you're tired and I know you deal with fibromyalgia, but maybe, just maybe, you can just scale it back a little bit, you know, because. Could be. <laughs> Mayhap. I'm trying. I know. You I'm are. Trying. I will give I you am. that. You are. You have scaled back a lot, but that's like horrifying because the fact that this is you scaled back a lot <laughs> is a whole nother conversation that we need to be having. I know. You I thought know. we were here for a podcast, but we're actually here for an intervention. <laughs> you doing goodness. too much. I know. I know. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm gonna keep trying. So hold me accountable, friend. Hold me I, accountable. Look, I'm really great at not doing anything. So I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> just put your feet up, okay? The deadline is still gonna be there when you get done taking your nap. So <laughs> This is true. Oh, I'll tell anybody, man, I'll sleep in a minute now. Like, come on. What did Jesus do? He went to go take a nap, fam. He rested. Like, <laughs> he rested, especially when you're like. In the boat. Yes. Especially when you're feeling like, I, I mean, my husband has been like under my skin <laughs> this last week. I mean, you know, I'm telling the yeah. people because you already know. And I'm just like, I was just like fussing at him the other day. And he was like, babe, why are you fussing at me so much? And I literally, I had like a moment of self-reflection. And I was like, 
my period is due in two days. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm going to be, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be the self-assured feminist who tells you that PMS does not make her crazy. Mm-hmm. Because it does make me crazy. And I'm just going to own it. You, yeah. I tell him, I'm like, you can't say that I'm mad because I'm on my period ever. But I will, I will own that about myself. And I, right. I learned that like recently what I've learned um, going to a new doctor, she did a functional medicine fellowship. She's a psychiatrist. And um, she did a blood panel on me and we realized that I have low progesterone. And mm. so she was like, so before your period, your progesterone, like everybody's progesterone goes low before their period. Mm-hmm. She's like, but yours bottoms out. And so you literally feel like sick and yeah. tight and crazy leading up to it. And I was like, oh, there's, there's like, there's a reason. Right. It makes you feel a little bit. It does. It does. But like literally I have this thing called um, PMDD. Um, mm-hmm. which is basically just like mm-hmm. PMS on steroids. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have had to like be patient with myself as I, as I mm-hmm. live with that and just tell my husband and tell my kids like, yo, mama, mama's going to have to rest today. And I know mm-hmm. that it sounds crazy cause it's just a period, but it's like a literal right. medical right. hormonal, like measurable right. thing that's going on inside of me right now. And Right. I got to be patient. You got to be patient. You just got to be patient with me. Um, right. Which is which is helpful, uh, but also hard because I think that we're taught that we have to like push through mm-hmm. and keep it keep it pimping at yep. all times. Absolutely. And perhaps you could speak to that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that that's something that I deal with in my head is like wanting to be like the queen of resilience and the queen of don't let it get you down and keep going, keep going. But like, sometimes I just really, I got to listen to my body. And I honestly believe that God allowed me to have fibromyalgia because I would probably struggle to listen to myself and to rest appropriately. Otherwise, like having this disease it forces me to rest. It yeah. forces me to say, okay, I'm not going to spend, you know, I'm not going to stay up to two in the morning mm-hmm. writing this or working mm-hmm. on this. Like I literally have to be, um, I guess I have to issue like the preemptive strike in taking care of myself by going to bed earlier, by making sure I'm eating better. Like, because I can't, I just can't afford to not do it now because right. I'll be I will feel so much worse I will feel like my productivity will be so much lower and so you know it's hard because people see me and they look at me and I look okay but mm-hmm. they don't realize like the depth of what I'm dealing with on most days yeah I mean out of a out of a 30-day period a good solid 15 to 20 of those days I am in pain mm-hmm. and I am woefully tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, and fibro and so, pain is different from the pain that folks without it experience. Exactly. Like even one thing that I, um, and I, I posted about this, it may have been like three or four months ago. Um, but I was just telling somebody, you know, my, like my heart was almost broken because my daughter likes to be playful mm-hmm. and, you know, she'll be tapping me or doing things like that. Mm -hmm. And with fibro, 
um, there's such a sensitivity sometimes with me. Like, it is almost like, please don't touch me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, even I, I, my, my sister-in-law is real playful, and she'll mess with me, and I'll be like, girl, you know, you can't do that because I'm about to lose my mind mm-hmm. because, like, that hurt. So what would normally not hurt be for, a somebody else, for somebody else? Yeah. Yes, it would be massively painful for me, you yeah. know? And so, and then also, like, people with fibro also struggle to make serotonin. And so I even think about, like, after I had Emmy, even before I, when I was pregnant with mm-hmm. Emmy, I thought I was dealing with, like, antepartum depression. Right. Um, but I'm now just kind of really thinking on everything and looking at, like, my medical history. I really think it was probably fibromy- undiagnosed fibromyalgia. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And so it, you know, it, it just, it sucks because you don't want to deal with it. But I guess I'm trying to learn how to see God's blessing, mm-hmm. even in afflictions. And I guess, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about today, guys, is just dealing with afflictions, in my case, chronic illness, and figuring out or ha- understanding how to view these things from, I guess you would say a biblical perspective yeah especially as women who are often just called upon to do and be Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. doing and being Mm -hmm. is difficult when you have in Portia's case chronic illness um I'm just crazy that's mine I mean I'm just you know (laughs) I'm nuttier than a fruitcake that's my chronic illness is that I'm crazy uh but (laughs) You know, for people with like <laughs> physical chronic illnesses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell my mom, my parents are um, just your typical black parents that don't really think about therapy, you know? Yeah. And so I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I went to therapy, I talked to my therapist and my mom's like, what'd she tell you that you're crazy? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Yes, and that is a great comfort to me. <laughs> you know, that makes me think. We, we got to do a podcast on that. Black families in therapy. We do. Or so. a, yeah, a podcast about <laughs> depression in general. Because I, as we were talking about just this episode, you know, I, I'm out of mm-hmm. my depth when it comes to my mom. I grew up with a mother who, who has lupus, mm-hmm. chronic illness, and lived at home since I was 24 and was just kind of her right-hand person. And um, she accomplished so much. There's nine of us, you know, and seven of us are currently 16 and under. And so just watching my mother day in and day out homeschool and run a tight ship of a house and just like be a pastor's wife and do everything that she was doing, I think oftentimes people kind of fell into two of these mindsets where they were like, oh, you know, lupus must not be that bad because she's doing everything. Or they were like, Jasmine must be doing everything behind the scenes because Mm -hmm. there's no way that you can have lupus and still accomplish everything that you're accomplishing. And I'm like, have you ever met a mother? Because... Because we ain't got no other choice. You do what you you have to do. And I witnessed that with my mom. Um... And it's just been so interesting for me to kind of step into motherhood as someone who does not have a diagnosed chronic illness of any kind, um, but does have diagnosed depression and does have Uh diagnosed anxiety and does have diagnosed hormonal imbalances that, you know, impact 
not just my mood, but also like my physical state. Sometimes I've just right. have I just have headaches, or I'll just be really tired, or I'll just be really whatever. Right. And it's it's often hard for me because I'm like, man, all you are is sad, and your mom, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like your mom mm-hmm. literally physically was like being buffeted by this chronic illness and was doing twice as much as you're doing, and all you are is sad. See, here's the thing, and I think that that's the thing about any affliction. Like, your pain is your pain, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. Like, we're not in the business of comparing, like, struggles. Right. Well, we we shouldn't be. I am, but we shouldn't be. (laughs) We we shouldn't be. I get it, though, because (laughs) I've done that with fibromyalgia, saying, well, at least it's not cancer, or at least it's not this, or at least. But my pain is my pain. My affliction is my affliction. And I think, and I really believe that God cares about like how we are feeling and what is happening with us when we are afflicted. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And sometimes like, you know, it's situations where, oh, hey, you know, our afflictions, I think, I think a, a huge misconception, especially, I didn't grow up in a word of faith church or anything like that, but I grew up around a lot of charismatic, like, well, you are sick and you are this because you have not prayed enough or right. you there is some sin in your life or something that your faith is not strong enough. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your affliction is not because of anything. Right. You know, look at Job. Well, yeah, it's just like we live in a fallen world. We have fallen imperfect bodies that don't make enough right. serotonin or. Right, right. They don't have fast immune responses. I mean, it's right. just that's that's part of living in the bodies that we live in. Exactly, exactly. And so I think while there may be cases where sometimes an affliction is connected mm-hmm. to sin, I, 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 it is a consequence. I think about First uh, Corinthians 11 verses 27 through 30 where Paul says, Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup for anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment upon himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you have fallen asleep. So there is a case, because I want you to be clear. There are cases where afflictions are a result of Mm -hmm. sin, Mm -hmm. but there are cases where it's not. And like I said, we even look in John, the ninth chapter, verses one through three, and where Jesus with the man who was blind from birth. And it says, as he, Jesus, went along He saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And uh, it follows up, Says he says, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus said, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. And so I think this is a way that we have to begin to frame our thinking Mm -hmm. and not just saying, either or but looking at and sometimes you don't know somebody's story you don't know what's going on for you to be able to make that you know assessment but i think it's good for us to have that framing in our minds so that particularly when we experience afflictions of our own that we don't just gravitate to one train of thought oh woe is me and not taking responsibility for something that we may have done Mm -hmm sinful that needs to be addressed or on the flip side saying 
what have I done? What's right. going on? Why right. is God punishing me? You Why know, so it's like, lot? yeah, y- yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, even in that though, I do think that there are, there's a blessedness, um, in afflictions, you know, particularly for me in fibromyalgia. And, and I've kind of already alluded to that with how it's given me pause for my life mm-hmm. and it's made me really appreciate and understand and adhere to God's command to rest, you know? Right. right. And so I, I think that's a blessed thing about being um, afflicted is like God can use even the worst of situations to his glory. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? God can use broken me who is often tired. Like I, I have no other choice, but to give God the glory a lot of times because I literally don't know how am I going to do this today? Right. How am I going to take care of Emmy and take care of myself and write and podcast and work and do all of the, I don't know sometimes how I'm going to make it through. Oh yeah. And I, the only thing that I do know is, okay, God, you are with me. Right. You provide, you feed the birds and you clothe the lilies. So whatever it is for me to do today, you are going to, See that it gets done, and whatever doesn't get done, then guess what? Maybe it just wasn't your will for it to get yeah. done yeah. I think like so much of living with um, illness, chronic illness, Mm -hmm. depression, Mm -hmm. the thorn in the flesh, right? Uh So much of living with that is redefining what productivity is supposed to mean for us. Because I think oftentimes there's this like go-getter mentality where it's, I was, I, I, almost bawled the other day because I was on TikTok because I'm 30, but I don't know that I'm 30, so I'm on TikTok. And (laughs) this woman was talking about how um, care tasks, like cleaning the Mm -hmm. kitchen, taking out the trash, vacuuming the floor, putting Mm -hmm. clothes on, doing laundry, they're Mm -hmm. never just like done. You're always doing them. And she was just talking about how putting moral weight onto whether or not your dishwasher is emptied mm-hmm. is not helpful or necessary. Right. She said that the goal of, and I bought her book after I watched mm-hmm. this TikTok video because I was just like. <laughs> I saw you post about it. I did. I think you even sent it to me. And I was like, I did okay. Because mm-hmm. I need, like, I 100% needed to hear what she was saying. But she was saying the goal of cleanliness, it's in the book, is how to keep house while drowning how to keep house while drowning. And she Uh says that the goal of cleanliness and the goal of order is to have a functional space. Uh And when she said that, I was like, it's not righteousness. Right. Like cleaning my house is not righteousness. Right. Or me laying in bed because I have a pounding headache is not unrighteousness. And I, it sounds so simple for me to say to you right now, but honestly, there are so Mm -hmm. many times where I treat Mm -hmm. my relationship to the mess in my house as a moral judgment on, 
on me. Right. And it's because of the the measuring stick. It is. What measuring sticks are we using? And in most cases, it's somebody else. Whereas, I... You have to take account for different personalities, what works for best for a family. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many different, like, varying dynamics. My mom grew up in an incredibly abusive environment. Mm-hmm. And her cleaning things is mm-hmm. a PTSD. Like, it's a response mm. to the unsafety that she grew up in. Because she couldn't control what happened to her, but she can control keeping her space neat Mm. and I glorified her trauma instead of seeing that as like wow like she is coping with really difficult things Mm -hmm. I was like man I wish that I just couldn't let a crumb stay on the floor for like more than five minutes (laughs) you know what I'm saying like and and it's just like putting this moral weight on Like, cleanliness is next to godliness is not in the Bible. It's not. It's right. not there. And people, and people often try to say that it is. They do. Or they'll be like, our not. God is a God of order. Like, he doesn't allow chaos. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what Bible you're reading because God definitely allows chaos to accomplish his will. Because I'm, I'm reading Second Kings right now. And like chaos, chaos. <laughs> now it's not chaotic, right? Because God is totally, completely in control. But the way that God's world looks isn't always right. neat and tidy. Like he right. uses mess. And so right. just like reframing, right. and I'm not at all saying that people who keep their houses clean are automatically suffering from trauma. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But there's right. just this individual nature to, am I being a faithful steward with the limitations that I have in my own home? Or am Mm -hmm. I comparing myself to somebody else who has a whole different set of issues and a whole different set of things that they're dealing Mm -hmm. with? I'm not my mom. My mom is not me. Right. Thanks to my mom, I grew up in a completely different, not trauma-free because I'm a pastor's kid and that's impossible, but Mm -hmm. trauma-free from my parents' (laughs) environment. Um relatively trauma-free, right? Where all of us are going to traumatize our children in one way or another. Um, in one way or another. I know, right. I've learned. I've, as, look, I have only a four-year-old. I'm like, I already pray, like, Lord, please help him from whatever trauma I am causing. Like, not, <laughs> not like, help me not to cause trauma. It's like, help me to, like, <laughs> be able to repent of the trauma that I'm actively causing right now. But, yeah, just, it, she has this whole set of things that she has to cope with and understand and, like, grow in and... You know, some uh-huh. of it is like letting go of control freak issues and some of it is letting go of whatever. OK, my set of issues, I don't have control freak issues. I have the opposite issues. I have the the house is a mess and I feel worthless. So instead of cleaning uh-huh. it, I'm just going to like get in a ball and die type of issues. So like and that's that's my story. That's 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 what I'm dealing with. I can't compare uh-huh. myself to the way that Bridget. Mm-hmm. organizes her home because she has a whole different set of issues that God is working out in right. her life right. than what God is doing in me in my home. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it's just... No, I, absolutely, absolutely. And I think I think the, the point here is how God allows or permits certain things to happen in our lives respectively as his way of working on us, you know, growing us in, bringing us into maturity. Mm -hmm. And for one person, it may look like, you know, fibromyalgia or figuring out a way to cope 
with my own, you know, past or traumas that I've dealt with. Yeah. Like the way that God chooses to work in each person's life looks different. And that's why we have no business <laughs> comparing None. because we don't know what, like we're not omniscient, you know, we don't know like the full picture of what God is doing, you know, and our we don't even know it in our own lives, no, much less anybody else. alone. Like I'm busy trying to tend my own garden, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so much of like, I, I think mm-hmm. as a person, we just bought our first home a year ago and hospitality has become something that's like really important to me. Um, pre COVID, mm-hmm. obviously, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I went over to someone's house right after right before he moved in and it Mm -hmm. was a mess i'm talking kids toys all over the place i -hmm. put my son down in her bedroom she had laundry all over the floor it was Mm -hmm. it was a hurricane and we got in the car and phil was like man like their house was a mess and i was like i know it was such a blessing for me to see that (laughs) and he was like what i'm like yes Mm -hmm. She is older than I am. Her kids are older. And it was just such a blessing for me to see like happy, well-adjusted kids, happy, mm-hmm. well-adjusted hospitality and mm-hmm. not everything just perfectly. I was like that ministered to me. And he was just so <laughs> confused <laughs> because he, me and Phil have right. the same person. He was so confused. He was like, what do you mean her laundry on the floor blessed you? And I'm like, it just did. It was clean laundry. It just wasn't folded yet. Like, I was completely just like, yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. Listen, I'm listen, okay. I think, I think everybody has clean laundry hid out somewhere. It's Even if somewhere. you don't see it, it's, it's somewhere. somewhere. Like, mine is in my closet right now in a big old basket because I just keep saying, okay, I'm going to fold it tomorrow. Girl, my laundry is folded <laughs> because my mother-in-law watches my sons while I'm at work and she folds my laundry. That is why my laundry is currently Aww. folded. See, it, but it is it not a blessing. It is. It that. is a blessing. It is. I have the best. I have. I. There's no contest between my mother-in-law and anybody else's mother-in-law. Like, there's. It's not it. It's Hold not. on. It's not. I would beg to differ. I would it's beg not. to differ. It can't. I'm sorry. I know that you're begging to differ, but like, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> you're wrong. It's fine. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Shout out to Dolly May, girl. Hey, Ophelia. Ophelia <laughs> Faye's. Can we pause? Dolly May and name. Ophelia Faye. Can we talk about that? <laughs> but like Ophelia Faye is the truth. Yes. yes. The truth. She told my husband, she was like, um, when she first started coming and helping us out and Phil was like, you know, Jasmine's kind of nervous about you coming. Cause like, she's not like, she's not put together. And just to give y'all context, like, I mean, mm-hmm. my house is not a pigsty. Like I'm not. Right, 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 right. You know, but I, I was just like, I'm just, you know, I'm not neat and tidy. Like I have stacks. You are, you are not like what Mississippi Southern women like. Yes. It's, it's a different type of thing yes. here, y'all. When I lived in <laughs> Minneapolis and I would go over people's houses, I was like, oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. Like this looks like people live here. Okay. Right. In Mississippi, your house is not supposed to look like people are living there. Right. It looks like a mausoleum or something out of better homes right. and gardens. It, it's supposed to be and that's not my house one hundred percent always looks like somebody's living in it. <laughs> and Phil's mom was like, Um, I'm just really glad that I can bless you guys. Like Jasmine's really busy. She has a lot of stuff going on and I'm really happy to help in that way. Mm-hmm. What if I was so caught up in my own shame spiral game? That instead Mm -hmm. of just letting this woman, the mother of my husband, the grandmother Mm -hmm. to 
my children bless uh-huh. me that I just let shame keep me from accepting help. Right. Right. And I've been inches close to that before. I've been right. inches close Same. to that. Same to just with, being with like, chronic illness. No, Same. I feel like I should do it myself. So I'm not going to accept help from you. I want to just be in a shame bubble. I just want to, mm-hmm. whenever my husband will be like, okay, uh, I think, you know, I think it's time. Maybe we can get somebody to come clean the house. I should clean my own house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why? Who right. says? He's like, right. Proverbs Street one woman had servants. What do you think they were doing? Right. Yeah, you know, when it got really bad for me, um, like health-wise and mm-hmm. when I was pregnant, I remember being pregnant and, you know, I had a hor- horrible, I don't want to say horrible, but my pregnancy was very physically hard. Yep. Um, I was swollen. The things that I normally like to do, like, I'm not going to lie, I have a, my, my personality when it comes to cleaning is almost obsessive sometimes. And so, like, the things that I like to do, I couldn't do because physically I was, like, limited. Mm -hmm. And I remember sobbing, calling, because I had to call friends. I know a lot of my friends around here who have, um, they have help. They have somebody who come, they come and and help. And I I called, I sent out, like, a mass text message, and I was sobbing, and I felt so embarrassed and so ashamed. Mm. And when I tell you that, this lady has been the biggest blessing in my life. Um, and like, she's not coming anymore now. Cause I'm, I'm kind of back to where I can manage it. Right. But she does not hesitate. She wants y'all to, to know me. guys, she does not need help right now. Okay. She's no, no, on no, top no. of it. No, no, I didn't. I want people to she know. She's owning it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I felt the shade too, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. In case, in case somebody is listening to this and knows they're like, well, she, the girl ain't coming no more. No, she's not. Uh, but she literally lives around the corner from right. me. And she is always, if you need me, call me. She was like, don't feel ashamed. Like she came in here. I like sobbed Ugh. because I, I didn't want to call her but then I sobbed when she left because this girl clean and I don't want to say girl she's a woman but that's what we say that's, we, that's we say that around here yeah, right yeah, yeah. but she cleaned the fool out of my house and she was like anytime you need me she was like don't ever feel you know some type of way about she was like you're blessing me by employing me to do this right. and I'm blessing you <laughs> by helping you to get something done and to keep it to the standard that you need. And so even now, like I'm on top of it now, but that don't mean I'm going to be on top of it two weeks from now. And I might be calling my girl and saying, look, I need you, girl. Come I've help never, me. <laughs> I've never been on top of it. I don't know what that feels <laughs> Um, I don't even know what that is. I think that there are levels to being on top of it. So I, I would know. say I'm like, I'm like mid-level top of it. I'm not top of it, top of it. Because I'm looking I... at my kitchen now and things are like nice and clean, but it's just not organized. You, you know, are, I, you're speaking languages that I don't. <laughs> you are speaking with the tongues of men and angels. I don't. But see, I, I think for me though, it's just, it's obsessive a little bit because I, I find myself getting very anxious mm-hmm. if like even if Mikhail like prime example just left out of the bedroom on our dresser his side of the dresser looks a hot mess just a whole fool and I keep telling him like do something about this my side of the dresser while it is a lot of stuff there it is all neatly like and right. it is like annoying me so bad yeah, <laughs> that, that his side it's 
I think some of mine is a little, like I said, obsessive. It's not that I'm just like. I shouldn't be a part of it. <laughs> you ain't know he was listening. <laughs> Should I be a part of your podcast? He was like, leave, <laughs> keep my name out your mouth. Girl, one time I was teaching, I was teaching at an inner city school in Minneapolis. I taught seventh grade through 12th grade writing. This little boy, I will never forget him. His name was Ontario. He was in the hallway and he was this cutest little like cherubic face. I mean, just like adorable little sixth grader. And they're talking, there's this little sixth grader talking to them all. And Ontario like walks past them and goes, what'd you say? And they're like, oh, nothing. This sweet little boy, keep my name out your (laughs) mouth. And they were like, but Ontario, he was like, did I stutter? I said, keep it out your mouth. I was like, oh my God, what? Ontario, no. My, that man just flung that door open. And he pulled the Ontario. He said, "Look, I not be a part look, of this podcast." Look, <laughs> but it's the truth, you know. So, like I said, I, and I learned. You learn though to balance, and so inside of the dresser is still a hot mess. But I'm learning to relinquish that control. My dresser and... drawers, where I pulled them open to get a shirt out this morning, are still open uh-huh. right now. See, I would die. Like I'm looking at them right now while you're talking, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, my dresser doors are pulled open right now. My nightstand is pretty clean. I have a couple books that I'm working. So that's the thing about me is I'm always working through a couple books. Like, I'm trying to research the evangelical position on abortion and, like, go all the way back real deep. Mm -hmm. So I got a pile of that. And then I got a pile of my book for my book that I'm writing. And then I got a pile Uh for the other book that I'm writing. And then I got a pile for, like, so it's just, like, a bunch of little piles all over the place. Right, but um, see, they're nice, neat. Mikhail does the same because I got seminary yep. books on my nightstand. Yep. I got small group books on my nightstand. I got I want to write on a couple of mm-hmm. things, so I got books for that. And he's always, what you gonna do with all these books? What you gonna do with that mess on the dresser? So don't worry Just about like, me. Don't sir. worry about, worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. <laughs> worry about your own self. Right. right. The other day, Philip was like, he was like, babe, I really it would really be helpful for me if you would sweep up the floor when you leave the kitchen and he said it really nice but I still don't like it so (laughs) I like walked out of the kitchen and then I came back in there and I was like I have something to say to you and he was like what and I was like it would really help me if your face swept up (laughs) when it left the kitchen and he was like wow wow (laughs) you got me told I was like yeah you mess with the bull you get the horns this girl is crazy, yeah. You need to know. So that's my response to somebody asking me very politely to tidy up. Oh, no, you didn't. Your face needs to tidy up. But he's right. I do. So it's just, it's these little things where, you know, something that I've learned about myself is I, I do not expect myself to keep the house looking like my mother lives here because my mother doesn't live here. I live here. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. My husband's happy. My kids are happy. They're, everybody feels loved. Everybody is fed. Everything is great. Mm-hmm. But I've also learned that everybody has their pitfall. And so, like, just because yes. all of our houses don't need to look exactly the same, what's going on behind why my house looks a certain way 
maybe something that I still need to address. You know what I'm saying? So, so what, what we're not saying is like, cause for me, I like, could I be suffering from depression? Could I be just trying to keep up with my kids? Could I be suffering from illness? Could I be absolutely, absolutely. Could I, could I just be prioritizing different things today? For sure. Right. Could I also be being lazy? Yeah. That's a possibility. We need to explore Mm -hmm. that. So not at all saying like, Never judge the state of your house based on the things that are going on in your heart. Always examine your heart, but just know that the state of your house, the state of your productivity does not tell the whole story. It is Uh a symptom, not the problem, not the heart issue. And also like, I just, I, I, this could be my rebellious hippie coming out, but I'm like, who says my house has to look like a better homes and garden? Who says, right. You know, absolutely. who says that? Like, Why? I mean, I often, I, like I said, I definitely find myself measuring myself with the wrong measuring stick. And like I said, it's because, and like, if you come to Greenwood, I'm sorry, everybody's house is just pristinely mm-hmm. put together. I mean, we like, you, you're not eating out of no paper plates or no plastic plates. If you bring a dish to somebody's house, traditionally, it is going to be brought in a McCarty's piece of pottery you know if you don't know about mccarty's pottery i tell you to google it you can't get it from everywhere the store the original store is like in a little place called marigold mississippi and like it's a big deal so mccarty's pottery peter peter's pottery um like candles volcano candles and like just all the aesthetic stuff when you go to somebody's house it's just like oh like that is Greenwood, you know, and I've often found myself trying to measure up against that while while in ministry, while with the chronic illness. Exactly. And it's like, okay, the Lord is like teaching me, no fam, Mm-mm. that ain't what I got for you. Right. Honestly, really, it is if we really want to be like straight up 100, it's almost covetous. You know, well, covetedness. You know what I'm saying? Like my the heart behind it Mm -hmm. is, I am coveting what I see, right, in somebody else's life. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And like I said, that that could be even their level of productivity. I'm coveting the fact that I'm not able to do it just like them because I've got chronic illness, or it could be the cleanliness of their house, or the level of help that they have exactly yeah. exact and see that's why i say everything is not what you see because most of these people too with these pristinely clean houses and all of this right. stuff, they got the budget to do that and they got the help to keep it clean and no and shame yada, yada, yada. if you got if you have the budget to hire help right no right. shame do you, do you right Goals, do frankly you, right exactly but like i can't make you the standard you see what I'm saying? Right. I can't make that person or their lifestyle. That's not the standard. And when I do that, it definitely becomes coveting. Which Does I think, I, yeah. And I also love that, like, in this conversation, we're both examining our own hearts and our own motives. Because, like, I can't look mm-hmm. at Portia's productivity and be like, oh, yeah, she probably has a lot of trauma, so I'm better than her. I, I do this thing where, um, so growing up, and Portia knows this about me, I, don't, I just don't, I don't think that I'm the most attractive person in the room. I'm okay to look at. It's fine. But whenever I would Whatever. meet somebody who would be like more attractive than I was, I'd be like, oh, but you know, she's probably doesn't have as good a sense of humor as I do, you know, or like, uh, <laughs> she's probably not as smart as I am, you know? And it was just kind of my way of making sense of this hierarchy, you know, making sense of like, okay, she has that, but I have right. this. And I think that we do that. 
okay, buddy. If you're going to sit here, you got to be quiet. Okay? I love you. Um, it, it's our way of kind of arranging the hierarchy in our brains of like, okay, well, I my house is super messy, but that's because I take time to love my kids. Mm-hmm. Or like my house is super clean because I don't have a job and I really am devoted to my family. Right. A qualifier. Right. And even doesn't need in, to in be those there. qualifiers, there is comparison. Yes. And why, why do we do that? Why can't it just Mm -hmm. be like Jasmine's house is Jasmine's house. And I don't know what's going on in her spiritually just from walking through the front door of her house and Mm -hmm. Portia's house is Portia's house. And I don't know what's going on with her spiritually just by walking through the front door of her house. Right. Right. The only person who can really assess that is you and you know, the people that live there. Right. But beyond that, like, I, I think like, we are so like, why, yes. why do you with why chronic me? illness expect yourself to do the exact same thing as somebody who doesn't have right. chronic illness? Why do I right. with my crazy expect <laughs> myself to be the same as somebody who doesn't struggle in the same ways that I struggle? Right. And then they have their own, like why? like, it's just such a comparison of trying to, we're measuring ourselves by other people instead of measuring mm-hmm. ourselves by the spirits work in our life. Mm-hmm. Come on. And I think that is the ultimate point here is the spirit's work in our lives and how God uses the varying dynamics of each of our lives to grow us, to bring us closer to him, to fix our gazes on him Mm -hmm. and not other people or even ourselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like because we can get totally lost in that. Yes. Woe is me and a yes. and just in a cycle yes. of, of me, 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 me navel gazing for sure. Yes, 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 absolutely. And so I don't know, like I said, what I, I guess what I would want you to take away from this on the whole would be, you know, how is God working in your life through chronic illness or clean or not clean houses or, you know, whatever is going on, how is mm-hmm. God working and using all the dynamics of your life to ultimately point you like to fix your gaze upon him? Yep. Because I want to tell you, it's not by happenstance. Mm-hmm. It's not by happenstance that God permits anything in our lives. It's all purposeful and he uses it all. And, I don't want us. I don't want that to be lost on us, you know. Yeah. And I, I guess I'm kind of preaching to myself. I don't want it to be lost on me mm-hmm. that God is aware of every dynamic of my life, and that He is using it for His glory and for my good. Absolutely, Amen. You know, you just close I'm the book saying, on that. I know all it right. just makes you want to just shout Hallelujah. You took all the words that I was going to say, but go off. I cannot stand you. You know, it's whatever. It's fine. See, this that crazy showing up. For real. (laughs) And also, like, just in case any of you guys out there struggle with um, depression and anxiety, I'm not Mm -hmm. calling you crazy. You are not crazy just because you struggle with those things. Even if you have a a different diagnosis, you're not crazy. I'm calling myself crazy because I am crazy. (laughs) So this is applying to me. This is not because I don't want to get any emails of like, Jasmine is just saying the people who struggle with mental illness are crazy. No. No, no. Just, we're not saying that. Just we're, me. we're being candid. It's Come on me. Now. I'm the one. Like, <laughs> I, look, I'm not. I'm not agreeing. I'm not saying yes or no. <laughs> you should come back to bite me in the butt. Like, oh, 
Because I'm just like, let me clarify. And then she'll be like, you calling me crazy? I wish no, you, will. you called yourself I will wait crazy. As soon as we turn off the recording, I'll be like, so play it. What you know, what you saying? What you saying? You think I'm crazy? <laughs> I called her earlier and she was like real quick getting off the phone with me. And I called back and I was like, why don't you love me? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here having a whole right, crisis. Right, like a real life. And I was like, if I was a real friend, I would call back and say, Portia, you sounded really distracted. Are you okay? But instead, I was like, it's all about me. <laughs> why don't you love me the way that I want to be loved? But she oh, stuck with me. Ha, 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 ha. I know forever, forever. All in, Look, all the way into glory. You have been chosen. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, I guess we're wrapping this up. Let's guys. wrap it up. You know. I hope you took away some encouragement Absolutely. from this today. Um, and as always, the capital of Minnesota is St. Paul. You better. I been working, girl. Please, that is my pretty money. I ain't even gonna get a state and capital. That is our state and capital for today. <laughs> that is all. Do you know that I was literally laying in bed last night thinking up a rap slash chant to help my kids memorize all the presidents <laughs> in order? I was like, it was like it was like midnight, and I was like Lincoln Emancipation Proclamation. Like I literally was like. <laughs> trying to like with my corny self and i was like silent cow you know what it's about like seriously i was i got tears man <laughs> no portia i re- no really i was i know, I know. That's and i was like trying to give i was like i was like um <laughs> andrew jackson manifest destiny like it was very serious and i was like Andrew Johnson, no reconstruction today. Oh, not in oh this house. Gosh. Oh no! I was. I'm gonna pray for you. And I was like, they'll think. I was like, they'll think it's so cool. They're not. They won't. They're ninth graders. But I was like, they're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. You know, you remind me of Miss Frizzle. I that's from- that's what my first class called me. My first sixth graders that I ever taught called me Miss Frizzle. Because you are like so excited, and <laughs> so you like, excited. you don't even like, you are like these kids are gonna because learn. Listen, uh, even if they think that I'm stupid and corny, they will never forget. True, this is true. My stupid little rap song. This is true. I'm gonna this do it. True. I even had a part with like Teddy Roosevelt, and you, you move your arms like you're in a wheel. Okay. Oh, it's goodness. fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Also, there's gonna be part where you could like you knew which presidents were like generals, you know. So, so every time it was a president who was a general, you were gonna be like, "Here comes the general," and then, and then it, Ulysses says, "I don't know." Y'all, please pray for me because I am like having heart palpitations because I'm laughing so hard. This girl is crazy. Okay, fine. Okay. All right. As always, guys, Sweet Tea is a podcast produced by the Area Code Network. To learn more about the Area Code Network, visit www.areacodenetwork.com.
Did you ever read Twilight? Uh, no, but I think I watched the movie. Okay, you know how Jacob imprints on Bella's yes. daughter? Okay, yeah, I did that to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been chosen, huh? You've been chosen. You've been imprinted upon. Well, it's, thank you. It's un- I, I appreciate it. Unshakable, you. unmovable. Sorry. I, sorry, I not sorry. <laughs> Peace. All right. And hot for yes. <laughs> Bye, girl. <laughs> This is an Area Code podcast.